0: You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. I'm Amelia Ruby here in the Chirp Studios with Lily Kay this morning. How are you today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Let's get started just by kind of introducing you to Chirp listeners. How did you start singing? Well, I'm from Milwaukee, uh, and Chicago's
1: always been like a second home to me. Uh, but I started singing when I was younger just for fun, like in school choirs. <laughs> Uh, my vocal director uh, you know in elementary school kind of saw something in me and really inspired me and motivated me to take music a little bit more seriously Uh, so i ended up going to roosevelt middle school of the arts and milwaukee high school of the arts and it was there that my music teachers guided me in the right direction and really gave me like the encouragement and the tools that i needed to realize i could do this for a living so yeah it was really just like music education had a huge impact on me and allowed me to see something in myself I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise.
0: Are there songs you remember, like, loving to sing when you were younger, early performances, or, like, a choir solos you had that stand out?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so it would it was always be funny. We would do a lot of, like, spirituals, like Joshua Fit the Battle mm-hmm. of Jericho, and it'd be, like, this this little white girl singing the solo. And it was really... It was just always fun, but that, that's how I was raised with a lot of gospel, a lot of spirituals, and a lot of Motown, really. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I got into... Um, like a little pop punk phase and I wanted to be Gwen Stefani. <laughs> but I specifically remember there was like a, a choir concert that we had at my school. And I had a Christmas solo when it was for the Christmas song, you know, mm-hmm. chestnuts roasting. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember one of my teachers started crying and I was like, oh no, like what did I do wrong? And they're like, no, you did good. <laughs> it's like what well, you did right. But I think it was really cool to just see that like me doing music could like move people in that way. And that was, mm-hmm. I think, a really like monumental moment
0: mm-hmm. for me. When did you come to Chicago then?
1: So I lived here for a couple of years when I was a little kid, like okay. five, six years old. Uh, and then I ended up moving back for college. I went to Columbia. So I moved back in 09 and I sang it this open mic and I kind of prefaced it by saying, hey, I'm looking for a band. I want to start playing. Like, If you like what you hear, come and talk to me. And uh, the band that was there at the time uh, was a band called HD. And uh, Peter Cottontail was uh, one of the piano players in that band. And uh, Eric Hunter, who's now my bass player, was also in that band. Mm -hmm. And so I started working with them. And we were doing like background stuff for other artists, and they were playing for me. And uh, Peter and I kind of realized we had this own like unique sound that the two of us wanted to pursue. So we kind of started our own thing and we created a bunch of EPs and that's how we really got introduced to the Chicago music scene was as a duo and that's mm-hmm. how we were working with people like Vic Mensa and Chance the Rappers, that mm-hmm. sound that the two of us kind of crafted. So that was really in the first introduction to it. Mm-hmm. And then being out and performing, I met tons of musicians. I met most of my band here. My guitar player is actually from Milwaukee, so I know him from Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he ended up coming to Chicago for college, too. Uh, So everybody besides him is a a local Chicago dude.
0: stands out about your career is how collaborative it has been from yeah. the very beginning. Can you talk a little bit about what collaboration means to you as an artist?
1: I mean, I think music is all about collaboration in a sense. I've always, you know, sang in choirs or sang in jazz combos and it's always that feeling of creating with other people that is so much fun and just gives me so much like warmth inside, mm-hmm. of um, you know putting our collaborative efforts together to make something any of us could not make on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I think it's important to still be an individual and build what you want to build and what you want it to be but it's so cool when you're able to you know have these awesome individuals come together Mm -hmm. especially when you're coming from different backgrounds and with different ideas with different sounds and then you're marrying them into this kind of weird union that creates Mm -hmm. a really unique piece of music.
0: I think that especially in your music kind of your relationship with your band is really evident but you said then too it's really important to kind of have your own voice and be your own artist as well so how do you how do you balance that how do you feel like you've really come into your own voice since 2009 or the past few years
1: you know in doing a lot of collaborations I realized that I was I was kind of sacrificing what I wanted to do for the sake of the collaboration and that's not always bad you know you learn a lot and you kind of gain a, bit, a better understanding of yourself and what you really want as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of realized I miss performing with my live band. I miss being mm-hmm. the front woman of a band. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really wanted to, to get that. So um, I kind of pulled my band, like I said, just from friends I had and people who enjoyed playing with me. And I approached them like, hey, guys, I have a bunch of music written. I want to record it and start performing. So that's how the first album, Ruby, came about, was mm-hmm. just songs that I had been sitting on that I wrote. You know, some some of the songs I wrote when I was 18, and yeah. I didn't record them until I was 22. And through us playing together and traveling together, we really bonded. And so the second album that we're now uh, gearing up to release, we wrote together as a unit, which is really cool because it's not only my voice, even though I've kind of established myself as the front woman, this is my sound, this is kind of my thing. I still value and respect the opinions and efforts of my band. So I wanted them to have, you know, shine on this new album as well, which is why we wrote it as a unit instead of just me writing the songs and then having them play them. Um, So it's just finding that happy medium of, all right, I know what I want to do, and this is what makes me happy, but I know I need other people too, and I want you guys to be as happy and as proud of what you're contributing to this. So
0: You mentioned I think twice they're kind of writing songs as a unit. Can you like walk us through maybe one of the songs on the new album and how it really came together?
1: Yeah. So there's a, a funny story about a song. Uh, it's called Argue and uh, it's one of my favorites. I don't know. My favorite song changes all the time. <laughs> but uh, so uh, when Ruby came out, uh, Title did a documentary about me and I was their first Title Rising artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that documentary, they asked about my songwriting process. And at the time, we had just started working on what is now, Argue. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it at the time. Yeah. But yeah, it was just kind of a little melody. And I mentioned how I had it pop into my head and I sang it to my drummer. And he started putting like keys behind it. And it just kind of died there. We never really did anything after that. So fast forward to this last summer. We were writing for the new album. And my guitar player remembered that song. And he doesn't even, like, I, tell, I told him about this. He's like, I don't even remember that. It just popped into my head. <laughs> so, yeah, he remembered the little melody, and he kind of started writing a guitar part to it. Mm. And that became an amazing song that was just this little, like, doodle of an idea that I had, you know, briefly mentioned years previous. Yeah. Um, so it's just weird how a lot of those come into play. But, yeah, a lot of times I'll have an idea, and I'll present it to one of my band members, and they'll kind of help me develop it, and then we'll present it to the rest of the band or sometimes songs come about when we're just in a jam session and we like hit record on the phone if we hear something that we're doing that's really cool, and then we'll listen back to it and take that rough sketch of an idea and turn it into a full fledged song. Mm-hmm. So every song is totally different in how it comes about, but it um, it is done like as a collaborative effort. So back yeah. to. The beauty that is collaboration. (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) Right.
0: We talked a little bit about the writing process for your upcoming album, but give us some of just like the details of title, a couple of the singles that might come out when you think we will see it.
1: Well, we released our first single a little bit prematurely. It came out back in November and we really rushed it just because honestly, the political climate at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unfortunately it's still happening now, the same political climate. So we could have waited, but, um, it was uh, it was called magic, and it was all about basically toxic masculinity and how women are magical in the face of adversity, and these men trying to steal our magic, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, so it's a really intense song. It like it tackles issues of like rape culture, and misogyny, and sexism, and it's kind of a, a heavy, intense song. And it didn't get you know this this really big response because like I said, we had, we did not do a proper rollout for it. But what it did do was. Uh, it was shared by like rape crisis centers and domestic violence centers and like violence un- uh, like studies programs at universities mm-hmm. which is the coolest thing I could ever want for my music is you know organizations sharing it in hopes that it could reach somebody or help somebody that needs to hear it. If you have a platform, kind of think it's important to use it for the better of our people. I wanna- the most diverse body of work we've ever made the new album is called planet of flowers and for the longest we couldn't think of an album name because it was kind of all over the place there's there's like a over um an overwhelming like 70s kind of vibe to it but across multiple genres so it's not a straight ahead jazz album it's not a soul album it's not a rock album it's not a funk album but it has all of those elements in it Mm -hmm. and uh one of our songs is called planet of flowers and that song itself has like probably spans across five or six genres. It just goes on like this musical journey. And uh, we kind of realized the album went on a musical journey, weaving in and out of genres and ideas and moods and themes. And so we decided it was a perfect title for the album.
0: Is there a performance, or I'm sure there are many, but one or two that stand out in your mind from the years you've been performing? Oh, man. Yeah, there's
1: a a few. I know I I did Made in America in 2015 when I was you know, doing the, the whole press run for Ruby. And um, that was a crazy moment for me. I, I remember I walked on stage and I just kind of started crying because I was just overwhelmed with like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I made it. Like, mom, I made it. <laughs> and although that was a really difficult show, the sound was terrible. I couldn't hear myself. I couldn't hear my oh, band. Wow. It was, festivals are always tricky with sound. Mm-hmm. But just the overwhelming emotion of like, oh, I made it was mm-hmm. so powerful. Um, we've been doing a lot of really fun so far sound shows lately yeah. um in Chicago and in New York and uh we've been doing a segment where we make up songs on the spot based on audience suggestions and this is kind of like a newer oh, yeah. thing that we're, we're trying out it's turned out to be my favorite part of doing shows is making mm-hmm. up these songs and like I said, I want people to leave feeling good after my shows. So when people, you know, call out these really silly things, like somebody wanted me to sing a song about space puppies. So we <laughs> sang a song about space puppies. And, you know, it's just how can you not laugh at that? Yeah, that's been really fun. I was doing these on the spot songs. Um, it just provides, like I said, this like outlet and like an yeah. exhale of holding in these issues or even if you know like you're having a problem playing right or you're fighting with your boyfriend or whatever and you're Mm -hmm. at this show at least for five minutes you can just laugh and have fun and I think that's the power of music is whether you're listening to it at home or at a show it's like that escape that it gives you just for a little bit from whatever
0: hardship you're facing Thank you so much for yeah. coming in. I think that's all for today. Like yeah. we can't wait to hear your new album. Thank I'm excited. You. You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at SoundCloud.com slash chirpradio and chirpradio.org slash podcasts.